everybody. This is Olivia Schmidt from Total CSR on behalf of Agency Nation. I am absolutely ecstatic to welcome to the show Taylor Rhodes, CEO of Applied Systems. Thank you so much for coming on. I am excited to be speaking with you today. How are you doing? Hi, Olivia. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here, too. And, um, you know, doing a, a podcast virtually from home it was weird like four weeks ago. And now it's just what we do. Right. So uh, yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing we're doing well, all things considered. Yes, this is like this is like daily interaction now. This is this is completely normal. This is just it, like another Zoom meeting. We just watch TV. We watch each other on TV all day long. That's how you <laughs> how the world works. Right. We don't we don't really have any any other options. Do you have any um, good Zoom stories at this point? Any any fun or is it just work stuff for Zoom right now? No, it's fun. You know, the other day uh, we get lots of good stories across all of, you know, we have about 2000 people that applied now. So everybody's getting super creative on how they're using Zoom. And um, yesterday or the day before, I got a note from one of our folks who said, Man, you know, it's my wife's 35th birthday last weekend. We were all, I was initially kind of bummed I wasn't going to be able to do anything nice. And then I thought I'll get all of her friends and relatives on a Zoom to surprise her. So he baked her a cake, um, had her walk in and the cake was sitting in front of the laptop with the candles all lit. And then he turned the screen on and had about 45 of her friends and relatives on to surprise her for her birthday. So, you know, things like that are cool and people are getting creative out there. Yeah. I heard there's going to be some virtual Easter dinners. I've heard that too. People yeah. are dressing up like they're going to church and getting on Zoom to have dinner together. So, uh, you know, what do we do? Yeah, I wasn't going to dress up, but now I feel a little obligated to go ahead and do that. So, so yeah, <laughs> exactly. we'll we'll see. I, I do I do like seeing how creative people are getting. And um, yeah, my kids are certainly. We're actually. I feel like we're talking to grandparents now more than we did before, just because yeah. it's like. Now they think FaceTime and everything is super cool. Whereas before it was like, what is this button on my phone? What am I doing with it? And now they're like, this is the only way I'm going to get to hang with my grandkids. And so um, right. there's actually a lot more phone conversations I feel like taking place in my house. So it's there good. Are. It's good. It's teaching us um, new communication skills. That's right. My kids are all teenagers. They have to actually get off the, uh, you know, social media and actually look at somebody in a, in a camera every now and again. So, you know, that's new for them, but uh, yeah. we're all adapting for sure. Yes, absolutely. We are, we have no choice. We're going for it. Yeah. So I, I wanted to take a few minutes here at the beginning and just get to know a little bit more about you. I know some things about you just from, um, you know, being at Applied Net last year and hearing um, your story and um, reading the press release. So you have been at Applied just I mean, just about under 10 a months. year. Yeah. So just, yeah, 10 months. Yeah, about to cross that one-year anniversary mark. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to come to your party. <laughs> well, I think I'm still on secret party. probation, right? So if I make it to a year, that means I'm out of probation. But, okay. Uh, yeah, it's been ten, just over 10 months. It's been fast and furious, but having a good time. Yeah, yeah. So you'll have to have a Zoom one-year anniversary party. I think yes. I might be the only one to show up. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, your family can come. You can invite True. them. True. <laughs> You'd be Good like, there's, there's cake at my house. I will bribe you. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. So where where do you call home right now? So I live in the I live in Chicago itself. Um, we moved to Chicago just coming up on about three years ago. We moved up here from Texas. I get a lot of jokes. You know, I'm the only one who did the, uh, the counter uh, migration from warm to cold from low tax to high tax. So I get a lot of people who scratch their head and say, what's wrong with you? But actually Chicago is a great city. We love it. Um, we're about three years in. And as you know, applied is 
headquartered just outside of Chicago in the University Park area. Right. So did you become a Bears fan when you moved to Chicago? I am the biggest bandwagoner ever. So, you know, whatever really? keeps me out of trouble up here, right? So so I live in the part of the city that people tend to favor the Cubs, um, you know, so whatever it takes, Olivia. I, I don't have a dog in the fight, so I just get to show up and say, yay, go Cubs or go Bears or what have you. It's fun. There you go. You're just diving into the culture of the city. That's it. I'm eating a lot of their deep dish pizza, which is not kind to the waistline, but <laughs> tasty. Yeah, Chicago pizza. I don't know. what What's Texas known for? Barbecue. Texas is, is known for barbecue and Tex-Mex food, right? So if you want a good uh, breakfast taco or you want a, a great brisket, just I can take you to a lot of spots. All right. Awesome. Well, next time I find myself in Texas, I will be sure to get some uh, – get some lists from you of, of where I should go. Um, yes. So you have, you have kids at home. How is, how is virtual learning going in that environment? Well, my wife, Stacy and I are, um, are, are shepherding three teenagers, including a, a college boomerang, right? All of the universities are shut down too. So our oldest daughter's home from Georgetown and uh, our middle daughter is a senior in high school. So, you know, you and I were chatting offline about how weird it is for, this class of 2020 did not have prom and graduation and wonder what's going to happen next year. Our son is a freshman in high school. So three teenagers, um, all surviving under the same roof with, a, with, uh, with the parents and a dog. So, so far, so good. We're, we're adjusting and adapting well. Um, and like, you know, you try to find the, the bright sides out of everything. We haven't had this many family dinners together in a long time. So uh, whether they like it or not, you know, we're all sitting down and trying to spend some time and, be old fashioned with each other. So, so far, so good. Yeah, definitely a rise in, in the family dinner. And uh, there's been a lot of interesting baking going on at my house. Not sure <laughs> if all these experiments have turned out, but um, right. I'm glad that my kids are finding the time to get creative with that stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. So you are a former Marine. Mm -hmm. Now you're the CEO of Applied. You've had some experience, Rackspace. Um, how do you feel like all of these roles in your, in, you know, between being a Marine and your work history prepared you for your role as a CEO of Applied? Yeah, you know, the Marine Corps is 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 a great lesson. Um, a lot of people envision the Marine Corps as all kind of command and control, you know, somebody's in charge, you tell everybody what to do. But uh, the Marine Corps is actually a very entrepreneurial organization. It's a small organization. It's the smallest branch of the military. Um, it's, it's, it's supposed to be expeditionary in nature, which means you gotta go with a little bit of stuff and figure out the mission. Um, for those of you who are stuck at home now and looking for a great book, um, General Jim Mattis, who most recently served as Secretary of Defense, but was a four-star Marine general, has a book out called Call Sign Chaos, Learning to Lead. And it's a great, it, it, whether you have anything to do with the military or nothing, if you're looking to um, have a, a great book on what effective leadership looks like. I'd highly recommend that book while you're sitting at home because the Marine Corps basically functions on building a great team um, and entrusting the team members to figure out the best way to get things done. Um, don't micromanage, set clear directions, clear strategy, and empower smart people and good teams to go get stuff done. So I found that to be incredibly transferable when I left the Marine Corps, went back to business school and got into technology 20 plus years ago. What I carried with me was the ability to just really strive to create that esprit de corps. You know, people want to know they have an inspiring mission. They want to rise up as a team and achieve something bigger than, the, than, than they could do on their own. Uh, and then, you know, give them clear direction and guidance, turn them loose, um, trust them to get the job done. And it's always been an effective leadership lesson that I carried out of the Marine Corps. 
And then, you know, the last 20 plus years in the private sector have all been in technology for me, not in the insurance industry. Um, And so coming out of technology into the insurance industry, um, I believe that the greatest value contribution to the insurance industry in the next decade plus is going to come from technology innovation. So being able to step in with the fresh eyes and ask all the new guy questions about insurance and learn from such deep experts, but also be able to put a critical eye toward, well, why aren't we doing this yet? Why haven't we helped people adopt capabilities like this? That's what's so fun for me. And that's why I'm really happy that I joined Applied. Yeah, and I, I was excited. I'm, I, I've been excited to just, um, you know, watch this, this 10-month journey now and see the changes that have, that have come about. And it feels like in such a short time, and I'm sure there were some building blocks leading up to um, some of that innovation. Um, but, you know, Applied being this large company, um, you know, their software base, obviously they have to be on the forefront of technology and change uh-huh. and answering consumer demands. Um, so how do you maintain a culture that embraces change? Because that's that's a thing I think that a lot of businesses struggle with. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a great question because you can get stuck, right? A lot of companies end up building a certain, you know, pattern of success and then kind of getting stuck into it and not being aware that maybe the world is changing around them and they become at risk of being irrelevant. I think the good news, and it applied in particular, but at software and technology companies in general, people in those roles tend to be naturally curious people. Um, you know, they sign up to be a software engineer because they want to solve hard problems. They want to they want to work on interesting things and make them better. So Applied itself, I'm delighted to find, has sort of a natural level of curiosity about it. And so for me, I want to pour fuel on that. I'm a naturally curious person. I want to, I want to encourage new ideas. I want to encourage people with ideas to feel like, hey, you can bring that up. You should bring it up. I want to encourage a, a culture where we can try things and fail and learn from them. Um, I want to, you know, really pour fuel on the fire of listening to customers. You know, we spend a lot of time out in the market meeting insure tech entrepreneurs because those are folks looking at the market with fresh eyes too. So it's really just about enc- encouraging curiosity encouraging the process of coming up with an idea and saying, Hey, that, that may or may not work. I don't know, but go try it. Tell me what happens. And, um, and that's, that's what I try to build into, you know, the culture at applied that already had, thankfully a very strong customer orientation and a strong sense of curiosity to it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of value in giving people the space to fail Mm -hmm. in terms of, we're not looking at this as a failure, as a blemish on your performance. We're looking at this as a way to say, this this either worked or why didn't it work? And was it just yeah. like none of it can be implemented or there's certain parts of this that are usable in another project? So, yeah. yeah, really being able to help people embrace failure almost, fail forward, I guess, is is kind of that phrase that's out there. Yeah, I think that mistakes in the in the in the um, service of trying things out are, if done well, can it move a company forward? I, but I, I do have a an old boss who used to say, Hey, would you please just make original mistakes? You know, let's not, let's not make the same ones over and over, but where we're trying something new, where we've put the appropriate safeguards around it so we don't hurt a customer or hurt the company, try, learn. And then if it fails, I think the art is always sit down and discuss what did you learn from that? Right. Be very purposeful in that so that you can capture that. And then the next try will be better. So um, original mistakes are great in the, in the spirit of innovating and, and creating new things. Yeah, and I think keys to that, obviously, like good, tangible feedback, open communication, um, all really great things in terms of being able to 
continue like pushing innovation. So yeah, I love, I love that that's like the spirit of the company. I think that's a really beautiful thing and obviously much needed in the space that you guys are in. Um, Yeah. So since being the CEO, there's been some bold moves. You've had the purchase of Indio. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm, I was a huge fan of Indio from the moment I saw them. It was like June, 2018. The first time I saw the product, um, you know, pushed hard. I was on the agency side. We were able to implement it. And I just, I felt like it was a very natural marriage between Indio's functionality and what Applied is able to do. Um, and so I, I, I'm going to love watching to see how this plays out. Um, I yeah. think there's a lot of power between those two capabilities coming together. Um, but, you know, how did that relationship come about? Yeah. You know, when I first got here in June of last year, um, started off on kind of my, my purposeful learning journey. And it didn't take too long to, to sort of zero into the fact that the whole end to end process around how commercial lines insurance and PNC is done is a broken process. You know, it, it is a it's a 1980s process run amok. Right. It's mm-hmm. let me send you a document and you have to print it out and fill it out and scan it and email it back to me. And then, oh, you missed this data field. Can you do it again? I mean, now I have to take that and I got to rekey it into another system. Then I got to email it to a care. I mean, you know what it's like, right? You come from that world. And it is, it is, to me, it baffled me. I said, boy, other industries have solved this problem, right? Um, And so we started to sort of really zero in that the core focus of applied is the broker and agent. More importantly than ever, commercial lines are a way that they are pivoting their business to really specialize there because that is a complex world where the role of an agent is always going to matter. And yet here they're strapped with this horrible existence of having to navigate all that. Their end user insureds hate it. Um, it costs them expense ratios. It costs cycle times. Um, and so we started hearing in the market as we were really getting our heads around someone needs to fix commercial lines. We just started hearing Indio, 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 Indio. And, and in a, what is a normally a slow-moving, conservative industry, we saw them go from zero customers to 300-plus major broker customers in the space of a few years. So I just said, look, i got to meet these guys, Mike and Adam, right? Mike Furlong and Adam Bratt. Mm-hmm. So we reached out, got connected through actually our Google uh, investors and, um, and met Mike. And I just saw another like-minded um, person who had entered the insurance industry from outside because he saw a way to help make it better, right? And that, yeah. that was so that spoke to me as well. And when you hear his story, the way Mike and Adam founded Indio is Mike had another business and he was applying for, you know, BOP. And the experience was so bad, it blew his mind. And he said, no, there, there's got to be a way I can help fix this thing. So, um, so we brought Indio in. Um, like you said, I think it was a glove fit between our strategy and our focus on enabling brokers especially in the commercial line space and what India was up to. Um, you know, they've got the best, most collaborative customer experience in the way to capture data at the point of, of application or renewal. The number one feedback point we heard during our due diligence was it's a great point solution, but if it were really tightly integrated into the AMS, it would be so much better. Oh, yeah. So we are now in flight and we'll launch first, you know, in a couple of months here, the first integrations with Epic. Um, so that we, again, create that next level of seamlessness and productivity. And then, as you know, because you talked to Paul Warga from our Ivans team recently and did a podcast with him, we will then leverage the Ivans capability to take a digital submission from Indio and Epic up to the carrier and, again, accelerating the, the cycle time, reducing the expense. So we're super excited about it, and we're getting a lot of great feedback from the market. 
Oh, yeah. And I think, I mean, what a beautiful thing for anybody that has kind of had to deal with the commercial submission process for, you know, it doesn't matter if you've been, if, if you've been in it for a year, if you're young and you've been in it for a year and you looked at it, you probably went, why, <laughs> why is this like this? Um, but yes, but, and if you've done it for 20 years, I think you can still appreciate that integration. It's so, it's so critical. And um, I'm, that'll be an amazing thing to watch. I think um, seeing how it does speed up that entire process and even um, you know, increases the level of accuracy on first submission. I mean, you think Absolutely. about, like you said, the back and forth, and then you're still, you know, submitting it to a carrier who's doing the same thing with it. They're, they're keying it in. And so now you're you're taking away so much of that waste. Um, well, you know what, what we hear from everybody is that their people inside of the brokerage are the scarce asset, right? There's not enough of them. Put COVID aside, pri- 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 prior to this crisis, Unemployment within the insurance industry was at 2%. Mm-hmm. So what we hear a lot is, can you please build things and bring to market that may, that help me put my people up in the value stack, help them do the most important things, selling, servicing customers. And automating task work is a great way to help push people to what really matters, right? Um, and that's what we hear a lot is a demand signal. Indio just fits right there, right? It's not a people replacer. It helps the people do their work better and do the higher value things versus the sort of high volume monotonous task work that, that happens in a lot of agencies today. So, you know, we're excited to deliver value like that and, and again, getting a lot of good early feedback on it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll, I will be excited to watch that story unfold because I think that um, being able to leverage that you know, the technology that Applied already has, the capabilities that Indio brings to the table. Obviously, that story just continues to build. Yeah, and so absolutely. I think it'll, it, it'll be really amazing to see, oh, my gosh, all the automation that, that comes to. I, I have all these dreams in my head of how it all comes together. So if you ever want to hear about them, just let me know. But <laughs> absolutely. I, and I think you're, you're right because it, the key word you just said, it has to come together because what we have heard also is please don't just leave it out there as a side right. solution, right? This thing is India will be very, very cleanly integrated in with Epic. The digital submission will create the clean ability to send to the carrier. And that – continuity and full digital, um, you know, enablement of the process end to end is what you really have to do when you buy something. If you buy it and you kind of leave it out there as a thing, you actually probably create more pain than, than if you wouldn't have bought it at all. So we will, we will very, very closely integrate these things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, yeah, that's certainly a a valuable thing and and really understanding how every part of the insurance chain comes together in that process. And it it just so neatly packages everything up. I I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, So there was a purchase of Tech Canary, correct? A couple of years ago. I feel like one year ago. Was was that exactly a year ago? Yeah. Company announced it in, uh, in, in late March of, of, uh, or early April. Anyway, right about this time of year, one year ago. Yeah. It is flying. Oh my gosh. I told you I'm in a time warp. Um, So, Will there be more integration with Tech Canary in 22 can it, or 2020, 2022, 2020? Um, can applied users expect to see that? Is it, um, you know, what, what will that look like? Yeah, I am so excited about it. You know, there were a lot of good questions from the market when we acquired Tech Canary. Hey, you know, what, what's the strategy? You know, what are you guys up to with this? Um, and, 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 you know, we are now so excited that um, we have in market in, in early stages what, we have rebranded as Applied Epic for Salesforce, um, and and we have customers on it today, and we will be making a bigger splash with our partner Salesforce here in the next couple of months. But what we've basically done 
if, if you remember, Tech Canary was really Salesforce customized for an insurance agency, right? A lot of companies out there have bought Salesforce. It's a great and powerful tool. They've spent a lot of money with system integrators trying to make it work for what they needed to do with an insurance agency. And the genius of the Tech Canary team is they came from the agency world and they built the insurance data model and the bro and the agency workflows for the front office. Um, and so think about Tech Canary simply as Salesforce made to work the way an insurance agency front office needs to work. Um, and what we've done is we have built upon uh, the front office sales automation capabilities and created clean integration with Epic. So now for the first time in the market, you've got Salesforce built for the way an insurance agency needs to work, cleanly integrated with the AMS in the back office so that you have your producers and agents in the front office able to access policy and, and premium information in the AMS and have all of that seamlessly integrates so that there, again, no double keying, uh, lots of productivity. So we are excited to reintroduce Tech Canary to the market as applied epic for Salesforce. Um, again, we've already been selling it. Uh, we've got several customers in the works and uh, we'll be going bigger to market with Salesforce on that here in the coming months. All right. So that'll be part of the, uh, I mean, it is, it's already available. So part of the 2020 releases that have already been coming out. Yeah, that's right. And again, this sort of fits what we hear from a lot of our agent broker customers is thank you for the back office, right? The AMS is great. Continue to make that more powerful, automate more tasks, make my people more productive. But what a lot of brokers and agents are focused on is they now need to get smarter and better equipped in their front office as well. That customer experience, that being able to, you know, have marketing automation that actually really helps them cross sell and upsell effectively, track campaigns. Um, and so both Indio as well as Epic for Salesforce, the former technary, sort of fit the thesis of bringing more power, more intelligence and capability to the front office so that agents and brokers can sell and service more efficiently. Yeah, which is it's it's so needed. Um, just I feel like the consumer expectations have changed so much. Yeah. You know, you think about when Applied Epic came out. And and we've seen, you know, the steady progress of the product, but these are two killer things that have happened in yeah, a really short span of time. Um, yeah. So we have a joke now that, you know, sort of your average employee coming into an agency or a brokerage or into your end user insured was born with an iPhone in his or her hand, right? That, <laughs> yeah. They've been around long enough now that this generation and, and look, they're not going to tolerate um, these, these old broken customer experiences. They, they expect, you know, just like they expect Amazon Prime to deliver every hour on the hour, they expect to be able to interact with you in a much more modern way. And so we hear a lot of stress and tension from agents and brokers about the need to really modernize that front office customer experience and meet people where they are. And that's really a big driver for things like Indio, things like Epic for Salesforce and future things on our roadmap as well. Yeah. So speaking of future roadmap items, um, the agency management system, by far one of the biggest costs an agency has to account for in their budget. Um, so, you know, outside of the updates with Tech Canary and Indio, um, how will Applied continue to, you know, drive value for agents? Yeah. You know, look, we, we have, we are naturally curious people, like we talked about before. So we stay in touch with the industry. And in fact, we've just been doing some survey work across the industry to ask the question, not only do you see good value for money in the agency management system, but what else would you like to see to continue that value equation in your mind? And the good news is by far the, the, the significant majority say, yeah, I see value 
um, in what we pay for the agency management system. And so that was good validation. But to your point, it is a large um, cost as a percentage of, you know, their, their overall cost line items. And so we think about, um, you know, every year we have over, you know, almost 600 people here at Applied in our product management and product development organization working on the roadmap, um, taking in customer requests, making sure we're delivering on the next piece of automation. You know, at, at AppliedNet this last year, we launched, you know, the Outlook integration, which is such a simple thing, uh, but it, it creates so many saved minutes and, mm-hmm. and it removes the brain damage of just a daily function of leveraging your Outlook capability with your AMS. Yeah. So we continue to focus on listening to where we can create the next layer of automation value, making it easier for people to do their jobs, and you'll continue to see us investing there so that when you pay the, the invoice for the AMS, you're like, okay, yeah, Applied delivered something better this year, helped save me money, helped me grow without having to add another staff member, et cetera. And in addition to continuing to develop software capabilities, we'll also um, remind people that, you know, Applied in addition to our 600 people in product management and dev, we also have hundreds of people in our services and support organization. And it was kind of cool to sort of think about this. In, in 2019, we delivered over 44,000 hours of educational coursework for our customers to help them understand and adopt best practices. Um, we delivered over 58,000 hours of customer experience consulting. Again, things like how do I get maximal value out of this? Um, how are best practice agencies leveraging this? How should I adopt? You know, we have um, 24-7 follow the sun support capabilities and over 93% of all issues that come to our support team are handled on the first call or the first ticket. So we invest a lot of money alongside the software to make sure our customers can use it, get help when they need it, learn how to use it better. So those are the types of things that we feel proud about when we continue to think about investing to make the spend on AMS good spend. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, it's it's a necessity, but and certainly the more value you can continue to drive. Um, but I do think there's there is a lot of that um, the, the education piece, really people being able to understand the features of the system and really being yeah. able to maximize on everything that you guys are providing within the product. So providing right. that education back to the agents, I think, is important. And hopefully anybody that's listening will take advantage of that because I know you guys yeah. do offer a a ton of courses, live webinars, recorded, yep. all of it's out there. So, um, out there. yeah, yeah, yeah. The edu- the education piece always going to be critical. Um, so, in in the wake of everything that's going on in in our world right now, so much, um, so much that we're trying to process. I think Illinois is probably on a um, stay in stay at home order. Yep, shelter okay. in place. Shelter in place. What? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're not we're not quite there in Iowa yet, but um, how has Applied responded to everything that's gone on, and and how rapidly it all happened? You know, it was um, it was amazing. I I was a leader in a company um, at Rackspace in 2008 and 9 when global financial crisis hit, and it was a different it was a it was a crisis of a very different nature, not a biological crisis. So we didn't have to invoke work from home. But I was reflecting the other day, if we had to have tried to invoke work from home in 2008 and 9, it would have been really hard. A lot of the early, of the cloud platforms that we take advantage of today, Zoom that you and I are using now, um, the, 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 the cloud platforms with Amazon and Azure and Google, um, cloud systems that are like, you know, front office systems, HR systems, et cetera, 
those were in, in 10 years ago, it would have been very difficult to send your employee base home and have them be able to have access to the things they needed to work and to service your customers. You know, we were able to move into what we call our business continuity plan here at Applied, which is a, a thing that we practice a couple of times a year in the event of emergency. Like this, we were able to get people home and fully functional within the space of less than a week with very, very little interruption. Um, we measure and monitor a lot of things here. We can see productivity. We can see that our customer phone calls and support cases are being handled at an even higher rate than they were before from a productivity perspective. We can see that our software developers are remaining very productive at home. So I was so proud of not only the capabilities applied had built, but how the team responded. We are up, we are running, we're taking care of business from our homes. And I believe, you know, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from our customers that, um, you know, not even that they felt a negative blip, but that they have felt applied lean in and really empathize and ask, how can we help you, you know, during this time? So we're, we're home, we're working like I am here. Um, and, and we wouldn't have been able to do that without all of the investment in, in the cloud tools and systems. I'm also really proud of the way we're helping our customers who are maybe not in the applied cloud. You know, we still have a footprint of customers who run TAM or run Epic on premise. Mm-hmm. We've put a program in place where we can help them now move to the cloud at no additional cost during this time period at, at a, at a, at a time when we're really putting virtual help around minimizing the burden on them. Um, and then of course, all of the education and services, things we talked about before can be delivered remotely as well. So we're just shifting a lot of the things that we used to sit alongside physically with customers and do. We're now just saying, look, you can still trust us. These things can be done at a socially, uh, you know, distant, safe way. Um, so we've just really evolved our model and, and, and we're off and running. Yeah, and I think that it's important when you think about businesses taking that step forward. Now they've now they've been called to take a leap forward yeah. into digitizing, um, especially depending on how antiquated your processes were. There certainly is now this immediacy in terms of like we have to be able to get our people back to work. We need to keep trying to have our businesses function as seamlessly as possible. I don't think you can be completely seamless. Everybody's trying to figure a lot of things out, but yeah, having that ability now, because you know, I I came from the on-prem world. I'm not sure exactly how they've responded, um, but yeah, it certainly can be one of those things that anything that a vendor that you do business with can help you kind of make that move forward is certainly invaluable because as much as we thought that maybe this was going to last a couple of weeks, it's clearly going to last much longer than that. Well, I think it, unfortunately it'll last longer, but also it won't be the last time. And I hate to say that I'm not a doom and gloom person. I'm a pretty optimistic person, but you know, whether it's a weather event or whether it's another pandemic, God forbid, or something else, it's just, this is a time when people will remember that um, they struggled to keep their business running when they were dependent on being able to get somebody into a server closet or when a piece of hardware broke and they couldn't get to it. Or even more mundane things, you know, um, for those who are on agency bill, um, you know, the checks in the mail are piling up in the office. and They might not be able to get to their cash flow. So I just feel like us applied here, our role is to lead the digital revolution of insurance for our brokers and agents. And this is a time when we can help. Um, and so we're trying to lean in and make it as, as easy as possible to help people digitize now when they really need it. But also on the other side of this, help them think through their plan to become more digital, uh, just so their business is more resilient. And that's that's what everybody needs to understand is this is a, only one example of the the importance of resiliency of your business model. Um, using technology to create resiliency 
so that you have the ability to respond when bad things happen, whether those are economic crises or other, um, is just good business. And so we're here to help. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there will certainly be more value placed on having that contingency plan in place. Um, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's tough and, it, you know, it caught everybody by surprise, but yeah, anything that can be done to try and bridge that gap is, is certainly important and, and valuable yeah. because at the end of it, we want, we want people, you know, I don't know how many people end up being super successful during this time. I think there's, there's definitely, depending on the sector that you're in, um, some opportunity for that, but just helping people get to the other side to where they can figure out how to then start putting the pieces back together. Um, yeah, I just got to I got to give a shout out to a great team applied leader named Greg Scheifel. Many of our customers know Greg. He leads our customer support team. And, you know, many companies have a business continuity or a disaster recovery plan on the shelf, but they don't pay too much attention to it very often. And when they have to pull it off, it might go, oh, that sounded good on paper. But thank God for Greg Scheifel. Greg runs our business continuity play a couple few times a year. He uses Chicago snowstorms as a chance to just say, hey, let's drill it, right? Let's get everybody home. Let's make sure the tech is working. Let's make sure we can get to our phones. Let's make sure we can interact with customers. And I will just tell you, you know, the fact that him, he and his team have so much diligence around that really paid us back this time. So, um, Greg, thanks for your leadership. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, because I don't I don't know how many people do those kinds of fire drills when yeah. it comes to uh, making sure everything actually actually works together the way that you want it to. And, it, and it's hard because I know, like, our infrastructure is pretty taxed at this point. Yeah. You know, everybody's uh, relying very heavily on their Internet providers to make sure that they can um, I'd you know, say interact with normal life. Quote unquote, your, normal your internet provider and the major clouds, you know, Amazon Web Service, Azure, Google, boy, are you know, if you want to talk about winners and losers in a crisis like this, they are the winners. They're, they're getting a lot more business during this time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking how creative people are getting with Zoom, though. I mean, we're certainly being called to be more creative in, in the way that we communicate, in the way that we um, just lead. Yeah. yeah, we have a product review later on this afternoon, and our product leader, Sarah, sent a note out yesterday and challenged and said, okay, you know, bring it. This is Friday. Let's let's see the most creative Zoom background picture, right? So you can you can find all sorts of cool stuff out there. So I'm so excited to show up and see how creative everybody got yeah. on their Zoom background picture. No kidding. Isn't it, it? It's so funny to see what entertainment has become in our lives. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yeah. Low bar. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm going to – I don't know. I might start, like – virtually taking, uh, I don't know, dance lessons or something. I don't know. I got <laughs> You got to fill your time up. Why not? Right? <laughs> I got I to get up and move and, and all of that kind of fun stuff. There you um, go. So when you look ahead into 2020, and you guys clearly have a lot of fun and exciting things in the works, so much capability that's going to come to the agents, which I think is absolutely outstanding. I mean, the, the call to innovate and continue driving that digital experience forward um, is huge and so, so needed because we have to be able to do our jobs better and faster. Yeah. Um, but if you had to pick one thing, like what, what are you most excited about? Look, I, I'm so, I'm envisioning Applied Net 2020 and being optimistic that we're all going to be able to get together in Nashville this year. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, you know, the reason I'm so excited about it is one, last year was so much fun at Applied Net. I got to meet so many great people for the first time and, and find what a gracious and welcoming industry this is to some knucklehead who's, you know, coming in from outside and asked to ask all the basic questions. But I'm, I'm most excited about Applied Net 2020 because we are going to have a lot of great high value products 
and execution to talk to our customers about, you know, we're, we're going to be able to say, look, look what we did with Tech Canary. We, we not only took what you were interested in, we made it better, more practical, more, more um, accessible for you to use to sell more business. You know, look what we've done with India. We, we, we've, t- we've taken one of the best solutions to hit the insurance market and we didn't just buy it. We bought it and we made it better and we integrated it in with Epic and we saved you time and effort and we improved your customer experience. Um, you know, look at what we're, we're doing with um, ongoing Epic roadmap to continue to deliver automation and capabilities. So I just feel like we'll be able to get up there and in very practical ways show that um, Applied is on your side. You know, we really are. We care about brokers and agents. We care about enabling them to run stronger, better businesses. And I think the things that we will deliver to the front office as well as improvements to our back office and to carrier connectivity are going to be very, very practical and valuable and appreciated. And that's why, you know, I hope we can get together in Nashville because we got a lot of good news to share. Yeah, and I certainly hope so, too, for a lot of reasons. Obviously, I'm always curious to know, like, what's going on. What are, what are the big things that you guys have been working on? Because there's always, like, that one big announcement. And I'm always, like, holding my breath for that. Um, and the keynotes are always amazing. Um, and you, so, Olivia, you want, me to, you want me to go ahead and, and, and share it with you right now? We can break the – I'm just kidding. I can't do that. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, yes, let's do it. <laughs> just in case the event doesn't take place, we might as yeah. well just reveal it now. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Ian Hoffman, who's our chief marketing officer, he, he, he played football at Florida State University, and he would, he would take, he'd take me out back if I did that, so I, I, I won't do it. Well, I, I, I want you to be able to maintain your position and uh, continue to be <laughs> successful at Applied, so certainly not going to – I won't pressure you too much to do that. But um, I also think it may be the first time that people really get to get together and see one another. Oh, like it, it, look, I can't wait. It's going to be – I sure hope we can do it, and if we do it, it's going to be a, a heck of a great time together. Yes, yes. Well, I will I will be there, so I will look forward to seeing you and hearing about all of the great things that you guys continue to work on. Um, I think, it, yeah, it's going to – it's always an exciting conference. I think it will just be especially exciting because we'll, we'll all be glad to just be out of our houses and be in Nashville, which is an amazing city. Um, it will be great. Yeah. All of us will be so excited to be interacting with people other than our own families. Yeah. Is, is, does that sound callous? I'm no, sorry, this, but I, I think I'm looking it's, forward to that day. I, I sometimes I'm having these sort of thoughts in my head. I wonder if I'm a bad parent. I mean, I know I love my kids. I just don't know if I love them this close to me for this long. Yeah. You know? They said like, cause we're in like week four. Yeah. Um, I saw something, I think this morning or late last night and they were talking about how, how this is kind of that point where you're like, I thought this was going to be over right now. And by now. And so like, yeah. you're like, I have been, hugging only my kids for, you know, <laughs> my kids if are like, no more hugging me. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't watched the movie Groundhog Day recently, just watch it because it'll make you laugh even more now because we're all in it. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Some of these are, some of these movies certainly more meaningful. Now you're like, Oh, yeah. well, now, now I get it. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to ask you one more question and don't feel pressure to answer it, but if you got to play DJ for the world for five minutes, what song would you choose? Oh, I'm going to massively let you down because I'm not a cool person. Um, I would have to go back in time, and I would probably say I would play some Sammy Hagar, Van Halen stuff from, you know, probably the mid-1990s, and that's as cool as I get. Hey, if you're a DJ, you get to, you get to choose whatever you want. There is, there is absolutely no judgment here at all whatsoever. You didn't say Kenny G or anything like No offense to Kenny G, but – 
Well, Kenny G was my second choice, Olivia, so thanks a lot. <laughs> now I feel judged. I mean, if it was nap time for TJ, <laughs> that might be a good exactly. choice. Exactly. Oh, exactly. my gosh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time today, Taylor. This was just a thrill for me. I'm so glad that I got this opportunity to learn a little bit more about you, about all of the wonderful things that Applied is up to. I am excited to continue watching your journey at this company and all of the innovation that you guys will continue to bring to agents. Um, I think you guys have a lot of good things uh, going on in the industry, and it'll it'll be great to watch. So thank you so much for, for wow. everything. It's been a pleasure. I, I thank you for giving us the opportunity. We love to share what's going on here and, and doing it with you and your program and your listeners is an honor for us. So thank you, Olivia. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, if I don't talk to you before, I will see you in Nashville. See you in Nashville. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs>